Okay, we're in Sefer Malachim Beis, Parent Tes Zion, Pasuk Yud, Bayelech HaMelech Achaz, Mitras Tiglas Pelesa. Again, we uh, dedicate our shir this morning to a Rafua Shlema for Yosef Raphael Ben Rachel. So we are beginning, as we say, in the middle of the story, so let's reset it. Yesterday, we cataloged the actions and deeds of probably and arguably the most wicked, evil, corrupt king of either Judea or of the ten tribes, a man named Ahaz. Ahaz was spectacular in his contempt for anything that had to do with Yerushalayim or with Torah, he practiced an Avodah Zorah that if you had to pick the most contemptible, barbaric, despised Avodah Zorah, it was sacrificing one's children to the Molech. Even the Sforno can't contemplate why this person would pick this Avodah Zorah, uh, but he did. Then we saw that so bad was his reign. In fact, um, we have stories of how he dismantled the entire Jewish education system. In other words, banning the Mesmer Drushos, closing the yeshivas, uh, dismissing the uh, Rabbeim. And we're going to see he's going to do a lot worse. In the interim, we saw a very unusual alliance by the king of Israel. There's still Jews, northern half and southern half, but the king of Israel and um, Aram. Aram team up to destroy Yerushalayim. It's unheard of. Here we meet the first appearance, actually, in the Jivrei Hayamim, of Yeshayahu, the Navi, who comes to him at the command of the Kaddish Baruch Hu and says, don't worry, don't be frightened by this coalition. You are going to be saved. Ask me for a sign and it will be granted. And he contemptuously dismisses the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He's not interested in a sign. He's not interested in being delivered by the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Instead, he crawls on his knees uh, to assure who is going to be the ultimate enemy of B'nai Israel, as we're going to see, he crawls to Tiglas Peleser, Melech Ashur, cravenly begging him to save uh, his kingdom from this attack. Supposedly, he does it. Uh, he kills the Melech of Yisrael, repels the other. The reason we say supposedly is there are some commentators that said actually he worsened certain things, Tiglas Peleser, uh, that it wasn't such a great uh, salvation. In any event, now he goes to um, Tiglas Peleser ostensibly to thank him. So let me just read that. Um, that's where we're going to pick up. Pasuk Yud, Vayelech HaMelech Achaz Likras Tiglas Peleser Melech Ashur Domesek. He goes to Damascus to personally render his gratitude 
to Tiglas Peleser, and there, Vayar es hamizbeach asher b'damesek, he sees the mizbeach, an altar, in Damesek. Meforshim say it's not uh, Ashur's altar, it was the altar they captured from Aram. Now, so here he's got the altar captured from Aram, who lost the war. How valid could it be, even as a token of Avodah Zarah? And he falls in love with the altar. By Yishlach HaMelech Achas, El Uriah HaKohen, he can't even wait to get back. He sends to Jerusalem, to Uriah the Kohen, as to Musham Mizbeah, the uh, measurements of the Mizbeah, there's Tavnisa, all its accoutrements, the Chomaseu, every detail he sends back to Yerushalayim, indicating that he wants that Mizbeah or a facsimile thereof. By even Uriah Hakohenes Hamizbeach, and Uriah constructs an exact replica of that Mizbeach. Everything that was in the specifications that he sent, Cain or saw Uriah Hakohen, Adbo Hamelech Ochaz B'damesech. He did Uriah Cohen, so that when he got back from Damesech to the base of Mikdash, there was that altar that had been captured from Aaron that so captivated Ahaz. Bear in mind, <coughs> this Uriah Cohen is the son of Azariahu Cohen, who just a few prepping back, we saw how he chased Yoash from the Beis HaMikdash just because he did or wanted to do the Ketores, the incense to the Kaddish Baruch Hu as a sign of his loyalty. So that's how fastidious he was about safeguarding the integrity of the Beis HaMikdash. And now his son is just completely capitulating to what we're going to see is the end of the Beis HaMikdash. Moreover, what makes Ahaz so paradoxical is that his father, Yosem, was a tzaddik oilam. Everyone says he was one of the best faultless, without sin kings in either Israel or Yehuda. And at the same time as being the son, he is the father of Hiskiyahu, who goes down in history, again, as one of the greatest kings. So the man is a total paradox and anomaly. Um, by the way, they also say some of the things he did before he even gets to the Mizbeach uh, is in Divrei Hayamim, where it says, when that Mizbeach does come in, Vayas, uh, first of all, Vayas says, we're going to see he cuts the kalim, the utensils in the Beis Hamikdash down, Vayiskor as Dalso's Beis Hashem. He bolts the doors to the base HaMikdash so no one can get in. He makes these altars for Avodah Zarah in every corner of Yerushalayim. In every city, he makes altars. It's, there's no pretense that this is just a private bomber. This is unadulterated Avodah Zarah. Vayachi says Hashem and Kodesh Baruch Hu grows very angry and we will see exactly how angry. In any case, 
Uh, he sends it back to Uriah HaKohen and returns there. Vayovo HaMelech mitamesek. he comes back from Damesek. Vayar HaMelech HaMizbeach, he sees his beautiful altar. Vayikrav HaMelech HaMizbeach, Vayalolo, he nears to the Mizbeach, he stands up on the Mizbeach, uh, something no... Um, one is allowed to do, but now by Yatir as a lusso, he sacrifices Olos as Minchoso, his Minchos, his Minchos, by Yisach as Nisko, he pours his libations, by Yisrach as Dam HaShlamim, Ashelo on his back, he throws the Dam of Shlamim on the Mizbeah. He is now serving his Kohen Gadol on his own Mizbeah, etc. But that's not all. This Mizbeach HaNechoshes, the Mizbeach HaNechoshes is called that because it was the original name of the Mizbeach, the altar in the Mishkan, in the desert. And in Shlomo's Mizbeach is called HaNechoshes, even though it's not made out of copper, which is in the home. Asher Livnei Hashem. Vayakrev me'ez p'nei abayis mi'bein ha'mizbeach mi'bein beis Hashem. He puts his altar in a more... A visible and important location within the base Hamikdash in the Heichel, Mibein Hamizbeach, Mibein Beis Hashem. He puts it in between. Then he would have destroyed the Mizbeach, probably the original of Shlomo. Except you can't because it was made completely out of stone, and you wouldn't have been able to do it. And he puts his one on the tzafon. The reason it's in the north, it is the more prestigious place. And if you were worshiping the kochav, the planets and the stars, they are more prominent in the north. That would be a logical place to put your Mizbeach. So he completely usurps the place of the Mizbeach. Now, by Yitzhaba HaMelech Ochaz is Uriah HaKohen, he commands Uriah HaKohen, Lemor, Mizbeach HaGadol, that's his Mizbeach, by the way, it is larger than Shlomo's Mizbeach, Hiktir is Olas HaBokeh, that's where you are gonna sacrifice the morning Tomid, that's the Mincha, uh, the in the evening, there's Olas HaMelech, there's Minchaso, the king's Ola, the king's Mincha, there's Olas Kola Amar Oretz, Mincharam Miniskeev, every altar. In other words, every korban that's traditionally given on the Mizbeach that Shlomo built is now to be transferred there. The Choldam Ola, the Choldam Zevach, the blood is to be sprinkled there. Oh, it's Israel, Mizbach HaNechoshes, Yeli Levakeev. It's how contemptuous can you be? The original Mizbeah is as I see fit to use. I can use my own personal carbonos. Ayas Uriah HaKohen. He does everything Achaz commands, offering no resistance, nothing. Now he goes even further. And underlying what he probably is doing is his feeling look, Shlomo isn't Moshe, Shlomo isn't the Kaddish Baruch Hu. he did the design of the temple and the utensils the way he wanted to. He had no divine mandate to build the way he did, therefore I have as much of right to build it in my way, and which he does. 
Vayakzeis hamelech ochoses hamiskoros hamachonos vayoser alehim es hakir. He tears down the washing basins and the lavers, uh, brings it down. Horid meel habarkor hamachoses. He takes that giant pool that the Kohanim use to wash rinse that's raised. He puts it on the stone floor, a symbolic lowering of, you know, its grandeur and its height. As Mosech HaShabbos, the Shabbos canopy, a very interesting um, object in the Beis Hamikdash, we know that they change the family of the Kohanim every Shabbos. So that the new Kohanim came in from the north, the old Mishmar family exited from the south, but it was Shabbos, so the exiting Mishmar couldn't really go home to their houses wherever they were. They had to stay in the Beis Hamikdash, and what was built for them was this Musach Shabbos. It was a canopy that they could have um, protection from the heat. It would provide them shade. He destroys it, so the only option you got that these people upon him have to violate Shabbos and go home. It was deliberately done. This is an interesting one, but he does. Normally, the king would go from the temple to his palace in a public thoroughfare. What he does is now abolish that thoroughfare, and he builds it, uh, a, a, like a tunnel, a connection between the base Hamikdash to his palace, so he doesn't have to go there. And the Navi says, Melech Asher. He was scared of his patron, Tiglas Peleser, that he would intercept him there, could kill him there. The Sabbath shows how great an alliance it was. He builds his own tunnel. The Yeser Divrei Achaz Asher Asa, Halel Heng Ksuvim Al Sefer Divrei Hayamim Lamacha Yehuda, they not written in Malcha Yehuda. Now, by Yishkov Achaz and Maboso, by Yikoveri Maboso, by Ir David, he is buried in Ir David, by Yimloch Hizkayahu B'nei Tachtav, and now, Chizkiah, one of the greatest kings in Yehuda and Yisrael, will rule after him. I would just add that Zibre um, Hayamim, in describing Warsh's burial, Kilo Hevienu Lekivre Macha Yisrael. They do not even bring him there. And there is a Gemara in Agatha and Sanhedrin that shows the ultimate contempt he was held in is that the Kaddish Baruch Hu shortened the day he died by 10 hours. He took 10 hours off a 12-hour day so that there would only be two hours to bury him fast, not give him a state funeral and all the grandeur and pomposity. So he dies a contemptible figure, one without peer in terms of his contempt his advancement of Avodah Zarah, his disruption of the temple, his dismemberment of the whole system of Jewish education. He was bad. And just when you think that it could not get worse, we are going to see it gets a lot worse. 8.45 a.m. Monday morning. Adkan.